Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is 1049 Park Avenue! Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Hello, and welcome to 1049 Park Avenue, an odd couple podcast. Ted Linhart, Garrett Eisler here to talk about the series finale. We made it, Garrett. Wow. Season five, episode 22, Felix Remarries, that aired March 7th, this, 1975, and is available on Paramount+. Plus. This is truly a biggie. It's a biggie. It's uh, been but, a while since we've had a, a biggie biggie, but this may be the biggest biggie okay. that we've done. I think you're overdoing it. Um, so before we get into the episode, we do have we did get a fair amount of follow-ups from last week, uh, yes, f- filling in some of the gaps. <clears throat> uh, the writer Fred Bernard that you couldn't find apparently is a pen name for Frank Buxton, who's a producer, writer, director on the show. That's in the uh, what's his name? Lasac first name. Yes. What's his name? Yes. I have Mr. it out Mr. here. Mr. I know him only as Mr. Bob. Mr. I think it's Bob Lasac. <laughs> uh, I have the book. It's like two feet away from me. I can't see the name. Right. Um, I don't know how he knows that, but it's in I the should book. Have, well, I think he interviewed a lot of people. Oh, okay. So he, uh, I guess he got that info and that, and uh, yes, I should have consulted my Lissac before uh, making any guesses, but he, uh, that, make, that explains why the, 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 the pen name had no credits. Uh, that's the way it was in Vaudeville, which you, f- that's the way it was in vaudeville the song that you found was written for jonathan winter's episode one of the writers was sheldon keller which i think you said but you didn't connect that he was a season five odd couple producer no because i did not know that uh ah. i have not been following the all of the credits from season to season and i i i just i never looked at executive producer credits because i assumed that was always gary marshall and uh, it turns out that gary marshall like had an co-executive producer for most seasons uh, and uh uh and our our commenter friend lee you know pointed out that this probably was especially true in season five since gary marshall was moving on to other things like happy days and uh wanted someone else that he trusted to run the show and this guy sheldon keller was a a, a true veteran of tv comedy but was also very uh was a composer songwriter and uh so you know, so when they sat around with Richard Dawson saying, gee, what kind of uh, old timey thing can we do? He said, oh, he must have said, I had this song I wrote with Larry Gerhardt uh, a few years ago. So that's how it would have happened. The show that, that Oscar was working on with Richard Dawson was called Wild, Wide World of Entertainment, which was the name of ABC's late night shows that they used uh, after the DeCavett show was canceled. So that was a real name. And the as old, we discussed, the Richard Dawson was actually a replacement for Dick Cavett. The old man in the aristocrats who I didn't, couldn't identify was Jerry Belson's father, Ed, who was <laughs> the, also the man sitting in Felix's chair eating a sandwich during the multi-blade uh, commercial. Right. <laughs> oh, I didn't connect them. But. Um, so that is, that's all I was able to... Some loose ends. Yes. Uh, another odd couple in pop culture uh, update. So if you remember a few weeks ago or longer, I had mentioned, we played a clip of the Paramount Plus show, The Offer, mm-hmm. where they mention that they're going to do The Odd Couple. The movie. The movie. Paramount. Right. Yes. Uh, in the most recent episode of The Offer, it's still on, 
it's a weekly release. There's a scene where, and this is not a spoiler, there's a scene where Bob Evans, the Paramount Studio Chief, is very depressed. He had, he's broken up with Allie McGraw. She left him for Steve McQueen. And uh, in the show, the producer of The Godfather, the lead character, goes to his home to find out what's going on. And he finds him sitting in a screening room watching The Odd Couple. And they show the movie. The movie. Multiple clips of the movie are shown in this episode. Mm. Mm. Yes. Well, that makes sense since it's a Paramount film and it's a Paramount series. Yes, it's just interesting of all the <laughs> films that Bob right. Evans could be watching in his screening room, they chose The Odd Couple. Especially um, since isn't this isn't the offer about The Godfather mostly? Yeah, well, The Godfather hasn't been made yet in this film, in this time right. in the episode. But the Odd Couple movie was 1968. Right, so. he's watching films that he had made. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. He's in his screening room. The Odd Couple room. is not in production anymore. Yes, he's he's sulking at home, depressed, and he's Got watching it. films in his screen. Oh, well, you know why he's watching The Odd Couple? Because it's about breakup, divorce, etc. I guess so. Although, if you're breaking up, divorce, don't you want to not watch something about that? Some people lean into it. He could have been watching Rosemary's Baby, which is another film they talk about <laughs> that he produced. Yes. So it's just interesting that they chose The Odd Couple, yeah. the mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. to watch. Right. Uh, now, I believe our writers here. Garrett, our first-time writers, which is very surprising to me. I did not realize that the series... I don't can't think of another show where the series finale is written by someone who's never written for the show before. That, to me, is very surprising, and I don't know why this is true, why this happened. And Yes, it is surprising. Uh, first of all, they're not first-time writers. Uh, first-time odd couple general. writers. First-time <laughs> yeah, odd couple right, writers. Right. It's their, their only odd couple credit. And um, you're right. Like, I... I think maybe it's an unreasonable expectation, but you would at least hope that someone like like Garrett, if, like at least frequent writers, frequent head writers like uh, Lil Gantz and Mark Rothman or Harvey Miller, or especially Gary Marshall, would want to have the last say, because especially in this case where they knew it was the final episode, right? This is the, again a theme we'll return to again. Like this is they knew not all not all sitcoms get to create or television series in general get to create a fine a finale. And I think you know I think of Larry David and Seinfeld, right, who had left the show and came back just to write the finale, like I have put his stamp on it, uh, somewhat controversially perhaps. And what we see here is Gary Marshall and the regulars like completely abdicating that responsibility um it seems like they had no interest in bear at least being responsible for the script but clearly i i hope shepherded it shepherded it in production now the writers in question here are interesting they're both very interesting and i don't think they're a team because one is a very uh larry ryan is a veteran sitcom writer and the other, Sidney Resnick, is not a sitcom writer at all, but really a, a joke writer or a sketch comedy writer for comedians. Um, and they have no shared credits, as far as I can tell. So this seems like a case of not only two writers, but two different drafts, or one is uh, revising the other's script. Uh, it seems possible Sidney Resnick might be the joke man to add some more jokes. Larry Ryan is more the situation maybe came up with more of the plot line. But also what's also weird about this is like, it's not like they pitched to 
Gary Marshall, how about Felix gets remarried? I mean, I, I, I have to assume that Gary Marshall and the head writers you know, decided on the premise. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a, we have some stuff at the end about versions of the script. Right. Well, the, maybe not how it ended, right. But just the premise. That the general notion the, of the, the plot. Sub, the topic of the episode yeah. should be Felix trying to get back to the glory. That seems like I, that couldn't just be have been pitched randomly where they go, oh, wow, that's a cool idea. So they must have commissioned the script, basically saying, "Write us an episode where write us an episode where uh, Felix tries to finally, and almost at least gets is at the altar again with his uh, ex-wife." So, so I a... don't know. It's an interesting mystery, but I haven't told you about these writers yet. Uh, oh, I thought you just did. Sorry. I'll, oh well, I'll just tell you a little more. Uh, Larry Ryan, uh, writing sitcoms all the way back to Duffy's Tavern. Never That's heard of that. Old old time really oh that's 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 such an even obscure for you Ted. 1954 sitcom um and then uh through uh mr ed red skeleton here's lucy the here's lucy show and brady bunch and then after odd couple all in the family archie bunker's place different strokes and ending with give me a break his credits in uh sydney resnick basically was wrote for many years for johnny carson uh before the actually goes back he's uh uh to the uh, uh, gary moore show uh but in his years doing oh then he later jackie gleason his main two uh 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 employers were carson and gleason at various at gleason later in his career and You'll you'll be interested to know this that in Sidney Resnick's very interesting obit in the Hollywood Reporter, it says that he was on stage for what at the time was the highest rated moment of television. Tiny Tim before the moon landing, right? <laughs> Tiny Tim, he was on stage for Tiny Tim's wet. Thought you'd get a kick out of that. That's all I have to say. All right, so we have an establishing shot of fake ten forty nine Park Avenue. Donnie Oatman returns for her third appearance as Edna. We last saw her in the Paul Williams story this season. Felix is helping her on with her jacket. She says, I had a terrific weekend, Daddy. And he says, me too, sweetheart. Kiss Uncle Oscar goodbye. Oscar's coming in from the kitchen. He's holding a can of beer and says, nice seeing you, Edna. Edna says, bye-bye, Uncle Oscar. Oscar kisses her on the cheek. Felix says, don't you ever use a glass, referring to uh, Oscar's beer. Oscar says, I like that good can taste. He and Edna laugh at that. Felix says, stop, you'll corrupt my child. Oscar says, when's dinner? When's dinner? Felix says, soon, soon. Edna says, thanks again, daddy. Felix says, you forgot your purse and you forgot the most important thing, your present. Felix picks up a vinyl record in a yellow sleeve and says, your opera album. It's not every little girl who gets the new Beverly Sills opera album, Arias But Goodies. <laughs> it's autographed, so it's very valuable. You take good care of this. What are we going to do next week? Next weekend? Now, I tried to study this album as much <laughs> as I could, and I don't believe not only uh, there is no Beverly Sills album, Arias, but goodies, obviously, but I do not believe this is an actual Beverly Sills album. It looks like one of them, but Did I you don't get a, a look at the jacket cover. Or? Yes, and the back, and there is an uh, there is a Beverly Sills album that has a similar looking jacket front, oh. but it's black. 
but the re reverse of it does not look like the reverse of this album. So I just think this is some random prop album. Not a, not a prop album, a real album from the prop. Perhaps department. we should. I'm Ted. I'm surprised you did not. You're you're assuming everyone knows who Beverly Sills was, and that uh -oh. that you know who Beverly. Sills well, she's a famous was. opera singer. So you, hasn't you are she been professed? Hasn't she been opera referenced? Hasn't she been referenced in the show before? Um, Joan Sutherland was, but no, I'm not well, sure. I can't. Right. Well, I'm Beverly Sills sure. is a famous yeah. opera opera what do you call an opera singer opera singer right? you're looking diva is the word you're looking no for? i wasn't famous opera singer i, I assumed yes. everyone knew that but and, if i know uh, it then everyone knows it if yes. it comes to opera yes that's what i meant um edna in response to the question what do you want to do next weekend says anything you say daddy felix says yeah you want to go to the radio you want to go to radio city and she says oh i did that last tuesday with uncle bill and that leads to our first clip. You don't have an Uncle Bill. Well, he's sort of an uncle. You mean sort of an uncle? No such thing as sort of an uncle. Either he's married to your aunt or, or he's something else. Well, I wasn't supposed to say anything, but he's mom's boyfriend. <laughs> Daddy! <laughs> the album! It's only a record. Go push the elevator button. I want to take you home. Forget about dinner? Cook your own dinner, Buster. So that noise we hear is Felix taking the record and slamming it really hard on the, the railing. <laughs> Which is really that, funny. That goes around the steps in the when you come into the apartment. Given the buildup he gives to the album, I was shocked. Yeah, I didn't remember that. <laughs> um, after the credits, we see Gloria's living room. That we've seen before yes we have but do you remember where and we've seen it before well the last time i was remember was the was that the one with uh with um, uh, um nancy's brother or did we saw it once yeah ray then? ray the ski bum yeah that you know when that was season the two beginning of season two yeah so it's like three and a half years before this and we haven't um, seen it since then <laughs> i don't i'm not a i uh, you know i can't say for sure I'm i feel like we saw one one more time but now i can't but i don't yeah. know what it is but i was impressed how yes i did not go compare but it looked remarkably similar i didn't compare it I looked, that. yes i agree with you and that's I, pretty impressive like it's not like they had that set sitting around for three years i don't think yeah i <laughs> agree they must have consulted it the one thing missing is the bar they never they very clearly did not show that end of the room mm. i remember the bar that remember the bar that felix and oscar yes hide of course yes despite the rain. That they did not show that side of the room. Maybe they were skimping on the set design, but the rest of it looked similar enough. So we see Janice Hansen playing Gloria. This is her 12th and final appearance. Mm. Last time we saw her was in One for the Bunny in season four. So she's not been in season five. She's sitting on the couch knitting. In the background, and there's a porch area, we see Leif Garrett making his second appearance as Leonard after playing Leonard in The Frog. We hear Edna yell, hi, mom. And Gloria says, oh, hi, darling. And she walks in with a suitcase. Now, I thought that was a continuity error, that she did not leave with a suitcase. Because you don't really see the suitcase when she leaves Felix's apartment. No, but she's not. She is. There is, there is a, <laughs> it looks yeah. like she isn't. If you don't look very closely, I reround it. And there is a yeah. moment when she's about, when she opens the door to leave, 
She bends down slightly and picks up a suitcase that is very uh-huh. not visible in the frame, but you uh-huh. do. But she does leave with a suitcase, so it is not an uh-huh. error. So it's very good continuity. Yes. Uh, now uh, she kisses Glory on the cheek, um, and she sees Felix and is surprised and says, "Felix." And Felix says, hello, Gloria, I bought Edna home. And Gloria says, I see that. Mm-hmm. Leonard comes in and says, hi, dad, and hugs him. Felix grabs him very forcefully, <laughs> yes. even putting his hand around his throat. Um, <laughs> and that leads to the second scene. Hello, Leonard. <laughs> you need a haircut. All right, children, I want to talk to your mother. Go to your rooms. Go to your rooms! <laughs> something wrong, Felix? All right. Where is he? Who? Uncle Bill. Who? Bill. William, what do you call him? Wild Willie? Now I understand. I thought you might. Where is he hiding? In the closet? Under the beds? He's not here. That's a hot one. Tell me another. Felix, please don't make a scene. What's this? Booties for Uncle Bill Jr.? No, we broke up. Oh, really? Just a fast fling in the balcony at Radio City and then on to the next uncle, is that it? We just broke up, and I really don't think it's any of your business, Felix. None of my business? None of my business? You're making a mockery of our entire divorce! What am I saying? Please, now calm down. I'm sorry, Gloria. It just drives me insane to think of you with another man. It always has, and it always will. I understand how you feel. We should be together, Gloria. Take me back. Felix, we tried that ten times. Eleven, including our marriage. Let's make it an even dozen, huh? Felix, it's no use. Why not? I'll be good this time, I promise. You always promise, and you start out being good, and then two days later, you're back to criticizing and finicky Felix. What finicky? Well, for instance, when I get up in the morning, I don't like to see my clothes all laid out. I mean, I'd like to dress myself. You're into women's lib now, aren't you? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not asking any more, Glory. I'm begging. Take me back. I can't. Glory, if you don't take me back, I'll do something crazy. That figures. Take me back or I'll jump. It's no use, Felix. Take me back or I'll jump. Then jump. (laughs) You didn't think I'd go through with it, did you? (laughs) So making a mockery of our entire divorce is Mm -hmm. a classic line. This episode has a lot of classic lines in it. Maybe a uh, result of having these uh, veteran, the veteran joke writer on the, on the. At the end, Felix jumps over the brick wall around the porch, which means he basically just jumps <laughs> three feet down. Very funny visual. Yeah. Which Gloria, like, he points at. to the, he points there though yeah. first. Yeah. And that's why she says, "Go ahead." <laughs> but she laughs after he does yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And which is important because, um, not a lot of. Um, not a lot of i don't perhaps not sufficient motivation is given for how convincing us that gloria really would get back together with him 
And so the fact that he diffuses the tension in a way by making this joke by jumping uh, off the garden wall uh, and she laughs, that is like a foreshadowing that she is warming to him. Yep. It's, it's kind of crude and, and contrived, but it, it's necessary. In the next scene, Murray and Oscar are in the kitchen. Oscar is using like a small hand broom to clean up a mess on the kitchen counter, and he's sweeping it all into a dustpan. And Murray says, boy, I don't believe this. Felix letting you cook your own dinner. Now, the audience is laughing too hard, and it sounds like we've come in in the middle of laughter. I think mm. there's something in this scene that mm. was being filmed that it was, did not make the final cut. Mm. It just seems like we've come in the middle of something, and the audience is enjoying <laughs> it. Well, you're right, and I agree. I mean, I agree. Uh, but what's funny about that is that I watched uh, this on decades, you know, uh, the syndicated rerun in on the decades channel, and they indeed did cut the entire. They cut the entire bit with Murray in the kitchen. Oh, okay. and and only only came into the scene with Felix's entrance. So, but even so, uh, I'm not sure why that proves your point. But to me, it's like Klugman is like. I'm not improvising, but they kind of like concocted how he's going to make what will be, of course, become the famous goop melange. And, um, and they must have had a whole bit worked out, a series of bits of how he's going to make this disgusting meal. And he just went on too long, probably. Uh, but what stage is he at? What did you catch what he is sweeping up? No, it's hard to tell. It's some sort of, well, it's some sort of crumbled something it's like a right. dust slash crumbled something i don't know if it's yeah. flour or, or or crumbled uh crackers or something it's hard well, to he tell has, he's gonna do the potato chips surely yeah that we're not there yeah it's not that oscar says well i'm a good cook murray and then the oven time dings and oscar says to murray help me will you and murray agrees and they both go to the oven oscar pulls a glass round bowl out of the oven and says smell that aroma Murray dunks his big nose into it and inhales. And Oscar says, not so hard, Murray. You'll inhale the crust. He brings the bowl over to the counter and says, you know, I got this recipe out of the Racing Digest. Horses love it too, you know. <laughs> now, Murray pulls out a notebook and a pencil to write down the <laughs> steps. <laughs> but he's writing it down after there's already been some steps to cook this. Right. So either Murray had his notebook open earlier, what we didn't see, and then put his yeah. notebook back. Yeah. It's just a little weird because we don't we never find out what's in this bowl. Never. That is a, a shame because uh, we all want to make the goop melange. And uh, don't you? And I do not. It looks <laughs> terrible. We only get a few ingredients after this. But that is the what was in the oven. What needed to be heated up in the oven? We first? don't know. I, I mean, maybe online somebody has made it up, but there is there's no way to know from watching this episode. Um, OK, so. From that moment, um, after Murray pulls out his notebook, we're going to play uh, the next part of the show. Now, first thing we got to do, I remember, potato chips gently crushed, gently crushed. There we go, now Jefferson. And now you put in the sardines, see? All right, in everybody, jump in, jump in! Pretty little things. Sardines. And now, see, to make it look pretty, you gotta put a little green around it. What do you think I got? 
here. Little pickles. Make it look terrific. See, right around there like that. Now, what do you think I put in next? Peanut butter. Peanut butter? No, Nazi. You put them, where is it? I had to write it. There it is. You put whipped cream in. You know, that's my favorite Oscar. Is it? Oh. Hi, Felix. Hello, Murray. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. What's all that mess in there? You told me I could cook my own dinner. I'm going to clean it all up. Doesn't matter. Life is too short to worry about a filthy kitchen. Cook, eat anything you want. I'm going to my room. It doesn't matter. He must be sick. It's gotta be Gloria. She hates me. She hates me not. She hates me. She hates me. Oh. Oh. What are you doing, buddy? Waiting for the pigeons to give me room on the ledge. You shouldn't keep the window open. The pollution count is so high, they had to call the baseball game today on account of soot. <laughs> okay. As Mandan nut. What is it this time? You haven't been out on that ledge in two years. Is it Gloria? I went over to her house. I ruined our relationship all over again. Why do you keep doing that? I can't help myself. I drive her crazy. A marriage counselor kicked me out of his office once. He wrote on my chart, lunatic. Oh, I don't blame Glory. It's impossible to be married to me. It takes two to make a rotten marriage. Look, we all have our faults, you know. Faults. We had a maid who came in to clean up three times a week. And on the other days, Gloria cleaned. And at night, when they were both finished, I'd go in. I'd clean the whole place all over again. I can't help it. I like things clean. Blame it on my mother. I was toilet trained at five months. How can you remember things like that? At seven months, I was training others. I loused up the marriage. Nothing was ever right. Dumb, stupid idiot. I belong on the ledge. Pigeons, get off there! Oh, Felix, look, what? Don't you know you can't change, you can't compromise? Why don't you accept what you are? The fussiest man I've ever known. Gloria called me Finicky Felix. Finicky? I like that better than fussy. Help me, help me, Oscar. Help me to unfinick myself. You wouldn't even try. I would. I'd do anything, you would. anything to get Gloria back. You would try? Anything. Uh, you're very finicky about food, right? Yes. Come out and share that dinner with me tonight. <laughs> I'd rather die. Finicky Felix, Finicky Felix, it. Finicky Felix. I'll do it. All right, I'll call you when dinner's ready. And you're gonna love this food, I'm telling you. Athletes train on it. What athletes? A whirl away, citation, man of war. They're horses. So the classic line in there is, uh, marriage counsel wrote on his chart, lunatic. That's my sounds favorite line. Yeah, sound familiar to you? Yeah, these used that. Wasn't there a court episode where that happened? Yes, and in and both cases, it is taken from the, the Nissan play. 
Animal. I see. I think I've forgotten that that was in the movie. So, so it's, it's, it's like kind of a nice, nice little homage. Yeah, it's not as classic as I, but it's not as classic as I was thinking because it's a it's a retread. Um, but you know, I actually this whole scene to me is very, I think, consciously, uh, 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 an homage or referencing the play again because even though. So the whole you know, the premise of the play, it's the night that Gloria throws Felix out. Felix comes to Oscar's apartment and everyone's worried he's going to kill himself. And, and so the bit about the ledge is also like, uh, uh, reminded me of that. And Felix telling the stories of how taking, uh, uh, blaming himself for the breakup. Like in the, right now in this episode, that was five years ago they broke up. So he's still on well, and on about it. Well, well, we'll get to the five years. Something around uh, that. Something around that. So to me, it's like interesting that this is like a little encapsulation of the opening of the play again, um, which kind of returns us to the roots of the show very appropriately. In the next scene, we get a close-up of the food Oscar is making. It does look horrible. It's very hard to tell what it was in the baked part of it. I could not tell. And honestly, I didn't really want to stare at it very long. It's gross. Um, you do see the pickles. And we you don't... do have to also wonder what the prop people are actually for the actors. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, well, I have, I have a okay. comment on that okay, later. We, uh, we don't see the potato chips anymore and the whipped cream, which he really just put on top of it. I guess there's something that could be the whipped cream there, but it, it wouldn't have dissipated that fast. Also, there now appears to be red licorice around the food. <laughs> I did not see that. Uh, Felix comes out from the kitchen. He looks at the bowl. Also on the table are two cans of beer and ketchup. Felix says, mmm, smells powerful. Oscar mm -hmm. serves Felix a plate of it and says, you're going to love it, buddy. You're going to love it. Felix says, paper plates. Oscar says, well, I figure you got to eat off something, you know? Felix says, uh-huh. Where's the salad? Where's the appetizer? Oscar says, well, it's all in here. Felix says, what do you call that melange? Oscar says, goop. Felix says, goop. <laughs> Oscar says, yeah, but I like what you called it better, melange. From now on, I'm going to call it goop melange, which is a classic. Now it's a classic. Show. Now, I had forgotten that, it, it, that it, Oscar, uh, it was, that, that, the, that was not its original name, right? That, it, that Felix added the melange, uh, which is brilliant. But I had also, all, I've been waiting for the goop melange since like season three or something. I keep wondering, when's the goop melange? I, I forget, so did I. I completely <laughs> forgot. Oscar let says, you, let me ask you this. When is, I also expected him to put a banana in there because there's another episode where he's yes, making I think, he says it needs something yellow. Yes, that's the one where he's serving it to Murray. I, isn't that the one, isn't that the role reversal one? I should know this. Oh. It's my favorite episode where you're serving He's cooking. Yeah, it's where he's in the tuxedo cooking for Miriam and um, Miriam and Murray. I just said Miriam <laughs> for Miriam and Murray. Uh, and that's when he's, you know, he's in the tuxedo and he cooks. Maybe. Isn't that I the feel, right? But then, but, but that would be a very Oscar thing to do to put a banana on something totally. Right. Oh, I'm but sure the listeners you, are. But I, are someone, someone knows this. Yeah. Well, we could figure it out, but um. Okay, so Oscar says, yeah, dig in. You're going to like it, buddy. Oscar starts to eat it heartily. And now here I wrote to myself, I wonder what they're actually eating here. Um, Felix points out little plastic forks. That's cute. Mine has a crack. Oscar says the dishwasher broke it. <laughs> well, at least he washes them. 
Felix says, uh-huh. And he recycled, and it's good recycling to, to uh, keep your plastic silverware. Oscar says, now, will you stop stalling? Will you eat, please? Felix says, go ahead, you first. Oscar says, I'm eating. Felix says, what do we wash this down with? Oscar says, beer. Here's a beer. He pushes over on the table a can of beer. Felix says, no glass. And then he makes a noise to show that he shouldn't be criticizing like this and says, wouldn't want to miss that good can taste. Oscar says, oh, Felix, outside of you, I'm the best cook I know. This is top-notch goop melange. Dig in, (laughs) dig in. Come on. Felix puts some on his fork and says, well, up to the teeth, over the gums, look how stomach, here it comes. He puts the fork in his mouth. Oscar staring at him in anticipation and says, what do you think? Felix has a look of revulsion on his face, takes a swig of beer and says, spies should have this under their tongues in case of capture. Now, that's an interesting, <laughs> I guess he's saying it's, it's like cyanide. cyanide. Yes. All, right. Yeah. But it's, that would be very impractical to have goop melange under your tongue. Oscar says, no wonder, you're right. What it needs is some ketchup. And he proceeds to pour <laughs> a lot of ketchup on top of Felix's goop melange. There you go, I forgot about that. And then he pours it on his own food. Felix says, that's what was missing, bread. Oscar <laughs> says, do you always complain like this about everything that Gloria does? Felix says, you're right, you're right, you're right. If I can eat this without complaining, I can eat anything Gloria puts in front of me. Oscar says, now take a ju- big juicy mouthful. Come on. Felix loads up his fork. Puts it in his mouth. Oscar says, add a boy. Now give it a chance to settle. It's terrific once you get used to it. You're going to love it. Felix is now chewing and he starts to nod as Oscar encourages him. But the nodding turns into shaking his head with, again, a facial expression of revulsion. He runs out to the bathroom to spit it out, which gets applause from the audience. Oscar continues to eat and says, I knew we couldn't take it. And then to our surprise, which is a very fun reveal, Mm -hmm. Felix comes back and says, ready for another bite. And Oscar says, good boy. (laughs) uh the next scene oscar's at gloria's house he's um she says oscar what a surprise he's carrying something wrapped up in newspaper oscar says yeah well i want to talk to you gloria gloria says what's that oscar says oh this it's goop melange takes out (laughs) the bowl of the food from the newspaper sets it down on our coffee table gloria says goop melange oscar says well it's evidence is what it is she says for what oscar says i'm worried about felix he's sick Gloria says, if Felix was sick, he would have called me 25 times a day. Oscar says, you're talking about the old Felix. Gloria says, oh, there's a new Felix. Oscar says, see, I made this last night. She says, boy, it went bad fast. Oscar says, that's (laughs) the way it's supposed to smell. Everybody has the same reaction. (laughs) Halfway down here, they kicked me off the bus. Then I grabbed a cab and the driver made me put it in the trunk. It's supposed to smell that way. I love how defensive he gets. Yeah. The only thing bad with this is it has everything in it that Felix hates, but yet Gloria, he ate this last night. She asks why. And he says, because he wants to get over being finicky for you. You know what else he did? He slept in my room last night. Gloria says, I don't believe it. Oscar says, well, you should. And I'm worried about him. He's got a terrible cold. Dr. Melnitz says that in 25 years of practice, (laughs) it's the worst clogged head he's ever seen. And Felix is making those sounds that's driving me. And then he starts to try to do his own version of the honking sounds. Hoya, hoya is the way Oscar does it. Yeah, weird. Gloria says, I know those sounds. Oscar says, and he swore she's going, he's going to sleep in my room every night until he's convinced you that he's changed. Gloria says, Oscar, Felix will never change. Oscar says, he didn't call you today, even though he was sick, did he? See, he's trying. And well, Gloria, well, I think you got to try a little more too. I mean, I think you got to be patient with him. Gloria says, I know I'm impatient with him, but everybody is. I mean, you're impatient with him too. And Oscar says, yeah, but I'm not in love with him. Are you? That's what you got to decide. Why don't you go over at least and talk to him? I'll take care of the kids here. She says, okay, I'll go talk to him. 
Glory leaves. Oscar sits down on the couch, smells the glute melange, and says, smells great to me. <laughs> and takes a plastic fork out of his pocket. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's true? <laughs> yeah. oh, starts I missed to eat that. It. <laughs> Um, By the way, I love the whole story. I guess she's supposed to live like in Forest Hills or something or Westchester. I forget this. We never I figured they, out where. You're right. Right. I mean, Forest Hills, you can easily take a bus, although you try to take the subway. But uh, I just love the story. It's a long bus ride, presumably wherever she lives that he's. And um, I just love thinking about that story of Oscar on a bus with this thing and people shouting at him to get off. And then it's like a sign for love. So then an angry cab driver, uh, you know, or makes enthusiasm. Right. Next scene, Felix is in Oscar's room and sleeping in his bed and looks horrible. He's shivering. He gets up, go to Oscar's closet to get a robe. And he finds a note that says, please don't turn off the heat lamp. It keeps the rolls fresh. <laughs> and he looks down where I guess we're supposed to presume there are rolls cooking. <laughs> Um, although we never see them. I guess that note was Oscar writing it for Felix, right? Not yeah, for- I did. It's very neat handwriting. Uh, and uh, But yeah, he wouldn't just have a note there for anyone. He puts the robe on. He gets By back way, it's into Oscar's. The- it's Oscar's classic red checkered robe. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which is he- inter- we've to- it's funny to see Felix wearing that. He puts it on, gets back into bed, and he takes out some tissues, and that leads to this scene. Felix? Oh, Gloria, I didn't want you to see me like this. You silly little thing, you! Going and eating that stuff, sleeping in this room. Your system's too delicate for that. Well, it would be worth it if you if you understood why I did it. I'm trying to change. I don't want to drive you crazy anymore. Felix, you just go about things in such strange ways. No, I don't. Yes, you do. That's one of the things that I love the most about you. I. I do do strange things, don't I? At least you're never boring. I guess not everyone has my flair for living, Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but sleeping in Oscar's And I'm going to do it tonight and every night until you're convinced I'm changing. Don't you think I can? Don't you think I can stop being finicky, Felix, and stop complaining and criticizing everybody? What's that nice smell? Hot rolls. You know, Felix, I really do believe you are serious about trying. And and maybe if you keep on trying, I well, maybe I can learn to be a little bit more tolerant, too. You know, I've been thinking, I'm not that perfect either. You are to me. You know, sometimes I really miss you, Felix. And the kids, well, they, they miss you, too. You don't have to miss me. Anymore. Will you take me back? All right. What? I said yes. Don't toy with me, Gloria. I'm not toying. Oh, Gloria. Oh, Gloria. Don't kiss me. You'll catch my cold. 
Oh, I love you, Gloria. We'll get married this week. Fine. Now let's get out of this room. If... First, I better turn over the rolls. <laughs> Uh, my favorite line there is don't toy with me gloria <laughs> yes i it's, he's so pathetic in this whole scene and it, that's a, a sort a lot of source of a lot of laughs i love how um um when he, he says not everyone has my flair for yeah, living yeah. and he goes <laughs> <laughs> it's like a great tony randall uh, undercutting the line um now um Things are happening a bit fast here, Ted. Would you? Would you? Yes, say? I agree. I, I, I don't. I, my overall note for the episode is it's handled well, given the only thirty minutes and things. Right. Feel rushed, of course, but I think they still did a good job making it not feel as rushed as it might have. Yes, I think. Way. Well, yes. Overall, they. It is a satisfying episode, but in this particular moment, I'm going like when he says, "Let's get married. We'll get married next week." It's like, yes. Wouldn't the next step be to kind of like try it out for? A while? Yes, right. They could move in together. Yeah, and she or says yes could very just, quickly. Yes, right. Yeah. Like a date. It's just, yeah, it's just not very motivated. Um, and by the, I mean, do you notice in that last Gloria scene? She's uh, we tried that ten times. 11 count like getting back together and 11 counting our marriage so presumably in the time since she dumped him since they divorced they tried to get that's, back together. that's a good point yeah which we've never really that would, seen that would have been during the course of the series because as, yes i think everyone's making clear that that the series started pretty soon after the divorce so yeah that's true that's true that's a good now, that's a it's flaw. true that he but it it's it's a gray area. Maybe she shouldn't be taken literally because there, we know there have been many times where Felix tried to get back to her, uh, tried to work, tried to have the, the romantic dinner in season one, uh, tried to... Uh, Brought her to security arms. Right, right. Yeah, it's clear that he's wooing her at various times. and they. But we never heard from Gloria's side that she was actually considering yeah. taking him back. I feel like a bit of a... Of a fall. I mean, of course, in the five years of the show, doesn't mean we've seen everything that happens in their lives. So one could argue that we've way. only seen 114 days. Yes, and you and I have only seen 88 of them or something <laughs> of season well, one, which we we'll don't. I don't talked about. Yeah, I still don't count. Um, I mean, I count it, but I don't. Whatever happens there, I don't really care about. <laughs> Whatever happened in season one stays in season one. Next scene, we start with an establishing shot of fake 1049 Park Avenue. Felix is in his room getting dressed for the wedding. Oscar comes in in a very fancy morning coat and says, the guests are ready. Felix says, I'm nearly ready. I'm nearly ready. Oscar says, you're taking longer to get dressed than Gloria did. Felix says, fix this for me, will you? And he's talking about something on the back of his vest. Felix says, I guess you never thought you'd live to see this day, huh? Oscar says, I must say, I wasn't sure you wanted to get married, but I'm sure I am sure now. You know, you've been marvelous. Little things that used to bug you, you handle now with tact and patience. Felix says, me? Oscar says, I'm so proud of you. Felix says, really? Oscar says, yeah. And now we're going to play the final scene of the show outside of the tag. So this is five minutes and 45 seconds. So it's one of our longer clips, but I think we have to play it's it. It's a biggie. It's a biggie. I'm an amazing man. You know that? I <laughs> I've really completely changed my character. I'm a different human being. Yes, you are. For instance, there's a little thread on your shoulder right there. Formerly, I would have had to take it off. No, it doesn't bother me. That's good. Yeah? 
I've, I've overcome things. I'm not finicky. I owe it to you. Hello, everyone. Hello. Bravo. No, no bravos. Uh, I'm not only your groom, but I'm also your host. So if you'll excuse me, I have to check on my hors d'oeuvres. I'll be right with you. Oscar. Wow, what a beautiful dress. Uh, thank you, and you look so elegant. Yeah, like Felix, right? Yeah, he's trying so hard. He sure is. He's being terrific, right? I'm gonna see if he needs anything. Okay. Hey, buddy, what are you doing? I distinctly told you I wanted cracked ice, not ice cubes, didn't I? Felix didn't is I? back, okay. I ask you to do three things for me as my best man. I ask you to crack the ice, I ask you to lock the door to your room. My door doesn't have a lock. I tried to jam it closed, but it sprang back. So all the guests think it's the cloakroom. They've thrown their coats in there. They'll never find them now. <laughs> and third, I asked you to bring us a plumber. Well, the plumber was here. He said the trouble is not in the sink. The pipes are weak all over the place. Oh, isn't that cheerful news? Well, that's not going to bother you. You're only going to live here for another hour. Will you stop with that? The guests are asking for you. They want to see and be nice. Will you please? I'll be nice. I'll okay, be nice. Let's go. Oh, what is What's the matter now? You have to advertise to everybody that the suit is rented. Don't make a big deal out of it. Be nice. Hello. Hi, Dad. You look nice. Ah, oh, so do you. Congratulations, Dad. Thank you. Thank you. What are you doing? You're eating chocolate? Want to spoil that perfect skin? I got shots for that now, Dad. Eat fruit. I have fruit here for you. Don't eat chocolate. I don't like fruit, Dad. Felix, is anything wrong? Nothing. Your son's eating chocolate. It's going to ruin his teeth, that's all. That's okay. I told him he could today. You told him he could. Good, good. Have a piece of chocolate. Yeah, come on. Have one. There you are. Have another one. Have another one. You like that haircut, Prince Valiant? You think that's nice, huh? Good. Murray! Murray, careful! What are you doing? Congratulations. I'm sorry. Glad you're here, Murray. Felix, how come Gloria isn't wearing white? Murray, Gloria is the mother of two children. Oh, I see. I guess it's hard to keep things white with kids around. Mingle, Murray, mingle. Gloria? Gloria? Excuse me. Yes. What time did you ask the violinist to arrive? Oh, I didn't. I canceled him. I got a pianist instead. You canceled the violinist? Well, you don't mind, do you? Canceled! I knew you were going to crack it. I knew. Every cliche in the book. Who cares? I'm a pianist, chocolates, oh, what's the matter? No, all right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, now let's get the scene going before you start criticizing Gloria's dress. Have you ever seen such taste in clothes? <laughs> As your best friend and your best man, may I tell you something? Anything. If you blow this, I'm gonna break both your legs. <laughs> well, he's finicky. Let's go in the kitchen. Here we go. Here he is. You stay here, I'll let you know when to come out. Oh, Felix. Quiet. Here we go. Master Sir, can we have you? You'll play, Henry. Come on, let's go. Everybody here. Everybody where you belong. Come on, kids, move it out. Atta boy. Let's go. Here we go. Okay, Felix. Felix. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here together in the sight of God and before this company to unite this couple 
or I should say, reunite this couple in holy matrimony. It's raining. It's the pipes. It's the pipes. Something. Get some towels. It's going to ruin the car, but that's all. I told you to get the fuck. I'm going to talk to that superintendent. Miss Willis. Stop. What's more important, a little water or a wedding you've been waiting for five years to... The wedding. All right. What's a little mess? We don't care, do we? We're not going to let it rain on our parade. Hit it. What you think with this? Go ahead. But I... Go ahead! <laughs> Gloria, do you, do, you, do you take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband? I do. Felix, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? If anyone here knows any reason why this couple should not be brought together, speak now forever. Hold your peace. Have the ring, please. The ring. Oh, would you hold this a little bit? I now pronounce you man and wife. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Louis, I'm free. I'm free. I'm a free person. I'm free. So there's a music cut in there, which is unfortunate, but we'll play that in a second. Uh, in the apartment for the wedding, we see a lot of people we do not know, which is weird. Uh, we do see Eddie Garrett. Well, um, how can you have a finale without Eddie Garrett, right? Of course, Murray's there, and there is one other person I recognized. I don't know if you read it in my notes, but uh -huh. did you recognize uh -huh. this person I, too? Yes, I tell I recognize someone, and I think you confirmed who I thought it was. It's John Thomas Lennox, who was the organ player in the big broadcast, who was a, now, worked on the show. He was a like a producer. Right. He was in the, in the crew. In the crew, yeah. I think, yeah. He was a, but he's also well. He no, he was a, he became a producer, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. That, and he yeah. died on his fiftieth birthday in real life. Oh, okay, thank you for reminding me. Sorry, um, but you know what's interesting is to me is I think we had a discussion back on the big broadcast about whether he was really playing the organ. Yes. And here he's the piano player. Oh, is he? Okay, I didn't even make that well, connection. What's weird is they don't. No, I mean, you're right. Yeah, you don't see yeah. it, but he's in the standing there. I think he has there. to be. Yeah. He's standing there. For some reason, they hide him almost deliberately. So yeah. maybe not. So I think I that know. means he is, he does know how to or play maybe, the piano. Maybe his specialty is looking like he's a piano player. No, I think your point yeah. is it, it, it makes sense he's the piano player. Right. And I think player. in this scene, because in this scene, uh, because the, the music is, is cued very carefully, it had to be live, I think. They couldn't dub it in. And uh, and they kind of they cue him. They say, you know, hit it, hit it play it, and so, and just like in the big broadcast, they were they were interacting with him. So I think it made sense they needed someone who could play. Do you think he's playing the same character? That would be very interesting. Uh, but you know, it's I did only now heard on the audio. Oscar set, calls him by name and says, like Henry. Is that he? Like he said, are you ready, Henry? Oh. But that doesn't and, help uh, us because we never found the name of the guy in the big no, broadcast. So we don't have here is we don't have speed. Mm -hmm. We don't have Vinny, which you would think they could go get those two people for this episode. Oh, I know they could. You know why I know that? They could or could because not. I know that they could. Because yeah. now you remember, you remember we saw them recently. Uh, at the Oscars wedding. Right. Not. Do we see both of them? 
they were Vinny and Speed are both. Oh, the, okay. Oscars. The, uh, aborted Oscars aborted wedding. Yeah. Because uh, now you may remember that was we saw that earlier in season five. Yeah. But in the sequence in which they were taped, those episodes were taped back to back. Oh. Well, it's so weird I think, that I didn't do that. Now, I think that's interesting for a number of reasons, one of which is like, gee, you know, they chose to have Speed and Vinny for that one and not, but maybe they didn't know how this one was going to turn out yet. You know, maybe they. So what? If they, maybe they didn't, they, maybe they really didn't know it was going to be Felix's wedding. But who cares? I know. They should have had him again anyway. But uh, anyway, so uh, I just want to point, I'll come back to that later why I think that's significant. And we also don't have Richard Stahl, who could have been the priest here but was not and, and he was the priest in the oscar oscar's wedding, wedding right so um so in before, that case they may have just used him and thought that would be too obvious but it, it could have been funny uh so the the banging noise we hear throughout the scene is felix breaking up ice <laughs> some sort of mallet a way to <laughs> take up a take great up, a way to get out his aggressions it's just, uh, it's just so maniacal the way he smashes it yeah the minister is played by an actor named Bartlett Robinson, who has 149 credits on IMDb, lots of guest roles and bit parts, nothing really worth mentioning. Ah, well, Ted, oh. I don't know about you, but for me, the only thing I only recognize him for one thing, but it is definitely something worth mentioning. Oh, he has a, a significant supporting role in Woody Allen's Sleeper. Oh. I didn't which is from that. just the year or so before this. He is one of the doctors who, do you remember the plot of Sleeper? Yeah, he falls asleep or hits his head and wakes up 200 years in the future. So. Right. He's one of the doctors that re- in the future who, revise, who revives him and, 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 and tries to orient him to the new, the new world. Okay. He's a great straight man. And that's exactly what he's doing here, which is also maybe another reason. Like he gives something very different than Richard Stahl, who's not Richard Stahl's always has his own sense of irony and is funny himself. And he would have done something very different probably in this scene. But there is some they're just great physical comedy in how he's such a straight man. He has to keep doing the the service while the water's dripping on him. Yeah, I guess and then ends up having Oscar gives him the bucket to hold, which is so undignified. <laughs> Felix yelling at Richard Stahl would maybe your point doesn't work very well like that when he says, go ahead. And that third time. Right. Yeah. Uh, the kids, Leonard and Edna hold up an arbor for Felix and glory to walk under. Uh, the way Felix yells, go ahead, is very funny. And, and the, the rainy noise at the end, if you don't know, Oscar is holding. So the pipes are linking, water's coming through the ceiling. Oscar holds up a garbage can to collect the water, <laughs> which is what he's asking the priest or father or reverend to hold while he gets the, the ring out. Now, there is a music cut on the DVD, um, which I'm sure you heard, and it's obvious. I mean, I think once we, once we know what Oscar's going to sing, it's kind of obvious. So here is that scene, the end of that scene with the music back in it. So, Sing in the Rain. Paramount, too cheap to pay for, you know, 10 seconds of Singing in the Rain. Not even. Um, it's a it, that clip is not oh yeah it's nine seconds and part of it does he doesn't sing it so yeah um, all right so let's now play the final episode as aired not as filmed 
of the entire series. Gloria, I'll be with you in, in one moment. Well, buddy, this is it. I wish you a good honeymoon and a great life. Your dinner's in the oven. Turn it off in 20 minutes. Thanks. <laughs> Oscar, what can I say? Five years ago, you took me in. Broken man on the verge of mental collapse. I leave here a cured human being. I owe it all to you. It's all yours, buddy. I salute you. Felix, you know I'm going to salute you. I'm going to clean that up. It has not been in vain. I'm not going to clean it up. I knew we wouldn't clean it up. So Felix's salute is to not to turn over the garbage can, which seemed to be the same garbage can he was collecting water in, <laughs> and which is now full of garbage and turns it over and dumps the garbage all out over the ruck. Um, now, the five years ago thing, I don't know. I forget the movie. Forget the play. It just yeah. seems like in the beginning of the show in season one, they have been living together for a bit of time. So the reason I always find five years not right, although I, I don't really have a good reason to go against it, and I'm happy to accept it, is that the first episode is not him coming to the apartment. He's the, right. the, the intro yes. of the show sets that up. So it seems to right. me like he's been there more than five years. That's why I always struggle with five years. Yeah. Well, you know, as long as we take it not literally, and it's kind of an approximation that uh, it kind of makes sense. But uh, I, I, when I hear it in this episode twice, they refer to that, it's all I hear is they are very conscious that it's the end of season five. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> They've course. had five yeah. seasons, right? <laughs> Which is still, so, actually, that's, it's unusual that they would be that, even that acknowledging, right. that, yeah, specifically. Yeah. Right, so, right. So I guess you I know, should they, give them some credit for that. In, but they're also saying that in the Odd Couple universe, everything began with right. season one, episode one. <laughs> right. Um so has Felix really changed? I mean, throughout that whole wedding, even though Glory didn't see it, he had not changed. He seemed no. very Felixy. Now, so what I did go to do to remind myself is I do have the odd couple together again on, I recorded that off, I think, decades or me TV. And I also read about it. And I couldn't remember if at the beginning of that, which is the reunion TV movie in 1993. So 18 years later right? 18 years later. Mm -hmm. I can't remember, was he still married to Gloria? And he is still married to Gloria. Yeah. So just a different actress. Right. <laughs> so he, Barbara Barry. So, so I guess he's changed because Gloria has managed to stay married to him for almost yeah. two decades more. Okay. Now, what I also discovered in that TV movie, which I did not remember, by the way, we'll, we'll get to, we'll talk about it, but yeah, that is very hard to One watch. Day. Not good. It, it sure is. Yeah. They show 1049 Park Avenue in that. Wow. They take a clip from the original. They show clips from the original and still photographs from the original series. Oh, okay. But they show 1049 Park Avenue, which puts it back mm -hmm. into canon. Well, mm -hmm. we never believed it was out of canon. But for anyone who thinks they live in Central Park West, they do not. Um, so here's what Bob Lissack says in his book about this episode. 
He said, initially, ABC didn't want a final episode providing closure, but Gary Marshall and the crew talked them into it. Larry Ryan and Sidney Resnick wrote the episode with two different endings, one in which Felix doesn't remarry in case the program was renewed for another season and one in which he does. Writer Larry Ryan was said to be unhappy with the final result because so much was so much from the original script had been altered. Which I don't know. I didn't really try very hard. I don't know if that original script exists anywhere, but it'd be interesting to see what. Yeah. Well, other... it does kind of confirm one of my thoughts about the, the two writers, which is that they one was revising the other's work that they didn't write as a team. So maybe uh the that the other one of the some of the changes made were made by the other writer that they brought in um but clearly yeah it, it was in totally in keeping for gary marshall and the head writers to, to completely work over the entire script um i have a little more on that actually in the um the other book so the 20th the, anniversary uh, book edward gross uh 25th anniversary book more and who also interviewed larry ryan and he says, yes, there were two. Uh, he gives a little more detail. Like, it's not like there were two completely different scripts. It was just like the wedding had two different outcomes, like a ch choose your own adventure. Uh, they had, so he says there originally were two endings to that episode. In one, in case the series didn't get picked up, Felix remarried again. And in case the series did get picked up, they had him remain unmarried because he was being such a pain in the ass about the catering flowers and that sort of thing that gloria left him before the ceremony was completed so he's indicating that the alternate ending would have been that imagine felix like uh not listening to oscar and just getting too carried away to the point that gloria calls it off so you well, can see where it, the scene could go that way. At some yes, point. that's that's what we're saying. Has he really changed? I mean, the fact that this show got a chance to end is remarkable, given that it was never high rated. It's five years, which isn't usually the time you get an ending all, all the time. Other, other shows have, but, um, you know, often it's said in syndication, you don't want a finale episode uh -huh. because viewers then think of the show as something that has ended as opposed to other shows like honeymooners i of lucy uh, where you know they just they're just always going on because there's no final moment right well that's really interesting because that that kind of gives it's funny like gary marshall also says that the network was really pressuring him not to right uh, which not may be to give it finality well except the network wouldn't care which is interesting but, well I mean, well, but, unless, is, Gary Marshall wanted to end it, and yeah. you could also you could read into things that he was doing Happy Days now, uh, you know, he wanted to move on, and but he, the way he tells it is that the network didn't want this ending, but I think clearly they didn't love the show. It was that, or at least didn't believe in its ratings capacity. But I think your what you just said about syndication is a really interesting point because in syndication you don't you know people are going to watch out of sequence. Right. And they, oh. the episodes need to be standalone in order to do well. And it's true that I wonder, though, did you <laughs> I don't I never thought of this. But as kids, did we like when we were watching them in syndication, we didn't watch them in order. Did we ever wonder, like, what happened <laughs> after he got rather after the marriage? Wedding? Uh, I mean, in the after I don't remember after the finale, yeah. I, which obviously I don't remember if I realized this was the series finale when I was 12. Yeah. But right. Um, 
Of course, the point about the syndication thing has been proven wrong many times. If you look at Friends or Seinfeld, they all had finales, and it doesn't really sure. matter that a show comes to an end. Um, I, I find this in the, well, there's two ways to talk about this in the, in the realm of other series finales in TV and in the realm of the odd couple. I think as a series finale, it's very satisfying. You do wrap something up, you do kind of, I feel, at least I feel satisfied that that they, they're not going to live together until the 90, because that's a little silly. <laughs> um, and I like, and it's a great episode on top of that. So I like that there is a, there's a sense of closure, you know, and in terms of com compared to many other series finales of comedy world, which is very hard to end a comedy great. You know, I, I think many people don't love the Seinfeld finale closing. Um, All in the Family never really closed. Friends had a pretty good finale, yes. Uh, New Heart, of course, is the classic series finale of all time, drama or comedy. But um, comedies are hard to end. MASH did it. Mm. I don't like MASH, but of course, MASH did it famously as well. And I just think this is up there with maybe not the, the iconic finales of all time, but um, certainly I would consider it one of the greats. And as the episode goes, I also think it's excellent. Um, I give it four and a half out of five Murray's. It's a little rushed, as we said earlier. It's a little hard to believe all of a sudden he's changed because he's doing these things and she's taking him back. And clearly in the, in the beginning of the wedding, he hasn't changed. He does come and say, what's the little rain, folks? Let's go on with it. And he, you know, Oscar does walk him back from ending it. And I guess we're supposed to believe. But, you know, in the TV movie, which I didn't, he's not changed. He's still, she throws him out yeah. again because he's being right. crazy viewer. Um, but I guess he's changed. So um, I think giving the, how much they had to do here in 30 minutes and less actually, it's admirable. And, and it's very funny. Some great things, as you said, Goubalage, Lunatic, although that's a retread line. Um, uh, there's a lot of great lines in it. So um, it's just a really strong episode and a strong series finale. I, th I think it is, uh, as far as finales go, right. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about the, I just recently saw the Curb Your Enthusiasm, you know, uh, Seinfeld season where mm -hmm. they did, where Larry David got, you know, did a Seinfeld reunion as part of Curb Your Enthusiasm and all the the Jason Alexander keeps telling him how awful the finale yeah. was. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's so the way we went out on such a bad note, you know, and, and Larry Day's like, what are you talking about? It was, it was a great episode. Um, but in a way, the point being made was that it's hard, you know, it, it, you have the it, huge expectations. Um, and I think what works about this is that it's modest in a way, even though that's a big life event, Felix getting remarried, but it's kind of a modest scale. They don't go for something like, I, I, it's fun to think I found myself thinking of all the alternate finales they could have written right for this kind of for the show like I wonder if they ever had a pitch meeting where people said like and I'm trying to think of all the sitcom cliches like one they could like win the lottery right and move to Florida or something or California uh one they could adopt a baby or they could um, have a double wedding, which they almost, I think the fact that they filmed the Oscar almost getting married one before this shows that they're kind of, they're, at one point they might've considered having them both get married. Um, just the theory. 
but I think it also it, it it's as you said brings closure, and uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of the original play, and this really brings closure to the Neil Simon play because it's all about how uh, it starts with Gloria kicking Felix out, and all he ever wants to do is get back with her. He keeps thinking about her. He can't in the play. He can't go on the date with the Pigeon Sisters because he keeps uh, you know is obsessed with Gloria. Won't let go, and that. What's happened, we find, let's say if we, if, we, if we accept the premise that Felix has changed, it's because his living with Oscar has made him a better person. Uh, How does the play end? Learned, the play ends with him, Oscar kicking him out, and in, but it, he, he ends up moving in with the Pitches sisters, actually. But it's not clear where he's going to, that's supposed to be temporary. It's not clear where he's going to go after that. But he doesn't end by going back to his ex, no. So this kind of, uh, but also the lesson of the play is that they both become better. They both end up married to each other and are become better spouses than they were to their ex-wives. That's the premise of the play in a way. And here that kind of brings that to fruition because something we haven't talked about is that how, I think how crucial Klugman is to this episode how Oscar himself, but Klugman is one of Klugman's most emotional performances uh, because he's the one who makes it happen. I think he's the one who, who coaches Felix through it, who gets him through it, who makes him go through with it. Um, even though he, he brings Gloria at one point. He brings <laughs> Gloria yeah, to Felix. Exactly. The scene where he goes out with the Goop Melange to Forest Hills, wherever, is, is a very, is a dramatic scene with a lot of good jokes in it. But you can see Klugman. He reminded me so much of Quincy in that scene because yes. he looks he looks yeah. old enough now to play Quincy, yeah. right? And um, and it's serious, Jack Klugman. This is dramatic, Jack Klugman. Well, it's yeah. funny you say that. There's a there's a line in a recent episode where I was going to say that and I didn't. I don't know if it was hmm. laugh clown laugh where he like uncovers some also, evidence. Yeah, <laughs> right. I can't remember what evidence he uncovers. He says something about <laughs> evidence and it and it starts to get very Quincy like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so he's the glue that really holds us together. He, you know, it's not believable necessarily that Felix has changed, but Klugman is working really hard to make to bring them together. Oscar, uh, Oscar is Oscar. Klugman sells that very well in his performance. He really lets the, uh, his uh, genuine friendship and love for Felix like end up winning, even though he won't clean up the the garbage and even though he threatens to break his legs so um i think that's emotionally satisfying i and think that, i yeah go ahead so that's the second time they've done the break both your legs joke you remember the first time <laughs> no i don't um when they're flying and <gasps> right. he's gonna let oscar fly by himself so you get in that plane where break both your legs <laughs> yeah it, it does it like you know with a weird grin laughing yeah. through it um on the ultimately though, I think I give it a four. I'm not. I, I do. I am bothered by the lack of. I mean, Gloria is still very underwritten as she has been the entire series, and it's just. I wish we heard a little more from Gloria about like really justifying why she would suddenly marry him again, even though they've been friends. But this is they've never gotten as close as this. Uh, you know. So you know they do the best they can but that does keep it from being the slight difference between a four to four and a half to uh but i still think i agree it's it's still a very satisfying episode it's still a very good episode in terms of finales for 
in general gives the closure they want and uh, opened its way up for a sequel as we'll see one day. You, uh, you mean the movie, the TV movie? I mean the reunion. The reunion. Oh yeah. Um, so that's it. That is our, we've, we've made it to the end of our recaps. We're not going to Whoa. end the podcast Whoa. yet. Uh, the next episode we're going to do, which may not be in a week. It may take a couple of weeks to get it uh, uploaded or and prepared. We're going to go through season by season. Except for mostly season one. I'm talking about that very much. And uh, each going to talk about our favorites and least favorites, maybe top five, bottom five. We're going to figure it out. And I think also sit, kind of take a step back and talk a little more about like, now that we've done this, immersion into the show I mean, we watch the show both a lot over the years and i think me more than you what are we taking away now what has changed about our perceptions about the show what have we learned what have we and we or we, or we may bring this into other episodes as well but we're going to try to do that sort of you know take a step back and and kind of recap where where we are now that we've seen everything so and, next time will be kind of like the lists the big lists yes the, the best lists. of the awards, whatever. Uh, and no, then, not award. No. Oh, no. Oh, we talked about yes. awards. So we're so we'll give you a little more insight <laughs> on what we plan to do. Still we plan to do lists. We plan to talk about the show and macro. We we may then another episode. We probably try to go more detail and talk about our favorite guest stars, our favorite. I, I, we had a bunch of things we want to give awards to: favorite guest star, least favorite guest star. I can't remember the different things we were going to come up with, but we had a group of of, of like different topics about the show and kind of nominate who who or what are our favorite things from the four years that we covered and as we've already yeah we have a number of uh a few a few at least a few different what i like to call bonus content but uh, yes. i know you don't you prefer not to call it that but that's well, fine it's fair yeah bonus kind of your dvd extras as it were right that's uh, a good way of looking at it <laughs> uh easter eggs um of uh, other odd couple universe. Oh yes, kind of right. That's all. Right. So we are going to try to do as best to watch the odd couple cartoon, the new odd couple, the, which is the one with Damon Wilson and Ron Glass, the one with Matthew Perry and I can't remember the other guy's name, the actor who plays Felix, the comedian. Um, there's the odd couple movie. Uh, maybe the female odd couple play if it's on YouTube somewhere. Maybe. Well, we kind of have basically like looking at yeah we not, and this is not don't worry this is not an episode by episode no no we're going to do this in one episode we're going to do <laughs> our best to yes the odd the greater odd couple universe yeah we have we've seen that there's enough of this content out there that we can kind of sample all the other odd couples that came after this and give our opinions about them and you know ted maybe if someone listening out there has a special request or uh, an idea of their own yeah sure if someone would like, would like to us, us talk about the, the only thing maybe, we're maybe viewer mail sure listen, yes listener mail yes we have that's a great idea the only thing we're we're gonna not do unless someone can help us do it really help us is we've talked about trying to get interviews with the cast members or writers who are still around i we just don't have the capacity in our personal lives to go hunt them down. If somebody listening wants to get us Janice Hansen, uh, is she still alive? Or Leif Garrett or Donnie Oldman. Maybe we're looking at you, David Steinberg. I'm sure you're listening. Or David Steinberg. <laughs> um, and you can get us a guest. We're happy to take them, but I don't know that we don't plan to go email and, and, and 
do whatever you you might take to do to kind of ask these people. We're not can't offer we're not gonna offer any money. It'd simply be because they're interested in talking about the odd couple again. Or you know them and you're friends with them and you can control them and do it. Um but yeah, if people have ideas for other things, um, and I, I think I should share with the listeners because we're talking about it, that I, I don't think our All in the Family podcast is looking very good. Uh, at least not in the immediate future. Yes, there's yes. some, yes. So um, we, are, we, are in, we are in negotiations about possible uh, follow-up podcasts. Yes, so. we would like to continue to do, we, we've enjoyed this <laughs> process. We've enjoyed talking to you. We, we like, but we, we have to find what a, something is we both would be passionate about talk about. And I, we're not, it doesn't look like all in the family may be it. And whatever that is, probably may not be until later in the fall or 23. But in the meantime, we do have enough odd couple material to keep us going for the rest of the summer. It just probably won't come out every month. That's, I mean, sorry, every week. Like we have yeah. been doing. Yes. Yeah. That's where we are. So uh, thank you for listening for this, the episode by episode. We hope you'll stay with us for our DVD extras. Um, if you have any comments or criticism or ideas on on DVD extra episodes or or things you would like us to do or information about the finale, uh, you can email us at 1049pod at gmail.com. You can Garrett, also still rate us on iTunes. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, we hope that there's people listening to this. Like today is June 12th, 2022. There could be someone listening to this in June 12th, 2025 because podcasts don't go away. They're just up there. Or and 3022. People, or even that. People discover it. That'll just be implanted in, in their heads. Aliens in outer space will be listening to this. Garrett, I'm not going to clean that up. I knew you wouldn't clean that up, Ted. <laughs>